Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today, friends, I have the honor and the privilege of having a true American hero on my show. He was uh, uh, he was a football star. Now he's running for Congress. Let me read his bio, though, because I won't do it as much justice as this. Burgess Owens, a former University of Miami and NFL star who travels the country delivering a message of optimism, hope, and unity. He spent his childhood growing up in the Deep South during a time when the barriers of segregation were being torn down. As the third black American granted a scholarship to play football at the University of Miami, he earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Biology and Chemistry. During his college years, Burgess, uh, Burgess was named to who's who among college students in American universities and, and colleges. He was inducted to the Hall of Fame of Outstanding College Athletes of America and later to the University of Miami's Hall of Fame and the Orange Bowl Ring of Honor. Burgess is uh, now very actively involved politically. He has come out to support our president, and he is also currently running for the, uh, uh, the 4th District in Utah. Without any further ado, my guest, Burgess Owens. Burgess, my brother, so glad to finally make this happen and have you on my show. Same here, Dave. You could have cut all that to the chase and just said he's a proud American. That's what really counts, buddy. So, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this opportunity for sure. Well, I definitely know you are a proud American. I think it was last summer, last year, that I shared your video where you got to testify before Congress. That video went absolutely viral. And that was at a time where it's not so volatile, it wasn't as volatile as it is right now. But to see and hear voices, black voices that are Americans, I, I share that sentiment. I'm an American first. I'm a Christian first, then I'm an American, and then uh, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm also a member of the black community to so many people it's the opposite. It's their color first. It's the color of their skin first. And I think that's, I think we've got it twisted in that way. What do you, what do you feel is happening right now in the minds and hearts of so many people that are being sucked into this whole, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, you know, skin color over, over nationality uh, or over even our spirituality? What do you think is taking place? Well, it, it comes down to something that, uh, that Thomas Jefferson said, one of our founders is so important. It's one of my top issues uh, uh, in education, but it says ignorant and free can never be. Uh, what's happened is we allowed uh, the leftists, it's been a long, long fight. That's a fight we have not known has been going on until we now can pull back the curtains. But for the longest time, we have those who do not like our country, Marxists and socialists, and they go for our soft underbelly, they go for our educational system. We have kids today coming out of our school system who have no clue about our free market, have no idea about our history. Um, they, don't, they don't realize that our country is so unique because it's built on Judeo-Christian values. The reason why we've been able to do so much over, over time, every single generation, we look at each other better from inside out versus outside in. Again, coming from a generation being brought up in Deep South, Tallahassee, segregated community, where the first person, the first white relationship I had when I was 16 years old, but I was so proud of the community I grew up in because that community was all about commanding respect, not demanding respect. Mm. They were all about educating every single black soul that they could possibly educate. They're talking about building businesses and, and leaving a legacy for their kids. And if somebody told them they couldn't do it, they said, you watch me. You sit back and watch me. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to study hard. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I'll run at you full tilt. But you will learn to respect me. That was the generation I was brought, brought up with. And I tell you, Dave, what's interesting, as I now talk with a lot of my, my, my former peers in NFL and college, it's amazing how we all felt the same way because we were raised by the same generation. 
We have dropped the ball by letting the leftists steal our families, uh, demean our men and, and our women. Uh, we are such a different society. And I tell you, my parents came back today, they'll be so ashamed of what we've done with their legacy. So it's up to us, those of us who understand and love our country, those of us who recognize that this truly is the greatest place in the history of mankind, that we go ahead and, and get our country back by giving the truth and standing bold uh, about who we are and what we can get done. Let me ask you a question. I agree with everything you just said. Um, did you grow up with a father and a mother in the home? Absolutely. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. that, that's a good question to segue in terms of the community I grew up in because I grew up in Deep South, Tallahassee in the 60s. At that time, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, three decades, the black community led our country in the growth of the middle class, led our country in matriculated from college, more commitment to college than any other race out there. Men committed to marriage, it was 70%. In my, in my era, for a man to have to take care of his family, he was a lowlife. He had mm. no, no say. Nobody wanted to hear anything he had to say. Wow. And here's the most important thing. Here's the most important thing. 40% of black Americans were, part, were, were business owners, which led to 50 to 60% of, of us being part of the middle class. When I say that, from D.C., where I had relatives from Tallahassee to, to Texas to California, middle class was prevalent. Why? Because if you, put, you keep our money in that same arena, when everybody puts back your leadership, uh, that, that goes out and makes things happen. They could be there to mentor the kids that are coming aboard. When poor kids can spend time with kids that are doing pretty well, they realize, number one, first of all, I can, if he can do it, I can do it. So the messaging yeah. uh, of moving it forward and being, again, commanding respect is something we had very, very prevalent and, uh, and it's something we have to get back to now. So understand the enemy, very simply, are those who hate everything that makes our country great. And, and David, I, I can just make it so simple. I want those who are listening and hearing to recognize the American way is so simple. The conservatism is very, very basic and simple. Matter of fact, I, within four words, I can define what the, the founders saw our country being and how we're gonna get there. It's called head, heart, hands, and home. It's what Booker mm. T. Washington taught his, his community. It's education, it's God, it's industry and family. It's just that simple. Imagine wow. being able to tell a, third, a three, three or four year old what our country means in those four words, they can get it. The other thing we can realize is that because of those four tenets, we recognize who's our friends, Democrats, independents, and Republicans. We all feel the same way. We might think about getting there a different way, but we all have the same income in game. We can understand our enemy of those who hate those tenets, the Marxists, mm. the socialists, the communists, who hate educating our, our kids. That's why we have such ignorance and, and illiteracy across our country in black communities. They hate the idea of faith. That's why they try to steal God from every, every aspect of our lives. They hate industry. You wonder why in a black community, the first thing they did is made us dependent on welfare. It is they hate industry and independence. And the most important thing, they want to turn that to the family unit upside down. We now have men who call themselves men who have no clue what it is to stand strong, commit to your family, raise your kids, and pass your name on so they're proud of it. They have no clue because they've been raised in a way that they don't understand the same thing. So we can not only come together as a society, no matter what party you're part of, we need to know who our enemy is. If we don't learn who they are, they will continue to undermine us and destroy our, our society. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I love the way that you that you put the, the simplicity of what it means to be a conservative and have conservative values. Can I ask you, have you always been a conservative or did you, uh, did you have a stint in life where you did vote Democrat? <laughs> That's a good question because uh, uh, there are two different answers. I've always been a conservative because I was raised in one. My parents were one. They, everything, those four things I just mentioned, they were all that and more. 
I was voting Democrat because I was told the Democratic Party was our friend. It wow. wasn't until I woke up, and I woke up in the, in the days of Reagan, and I realized these guys have used, abused, and discarded my race forever, and they could care less. And, and, and I'll, I'll say this, I really hope people understand, when I talk about uh, the party, it's all about ideology. There are good people in the Democratic Party, like just like there are good people who have been hoodwinked by Black Lives Matter. It's the ideology we have to look at. It's an ideology yes. of godlessness. So once I understood that the Democratic Party have always been godless, they've always used, abused, and discarded, I've been talking this for 30 years, and David, I tell you, for you guys to come on board like you are right now, it's such a refreshing, heartwarming experience. Because <laughs> I realized, man, <laughs> man, my race is getting it. We're getting it. We're racing <laughs> off this plantation, boy. We're never going back, and I love it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. You're taking this torch and moving it forward, for sure. Well, it's been an honor, an absolute honor and privilege to carry this mantle. You know, for myself, I didn't really start waking up politically until we had the opportunity to vote for potentially the first black president. And my mom, God rest her soul, uh, she taught me, she told me, she said, pay attention to how politicians vote. Don't, don't pay attention and get sucked into what they say on stage. And for me, you know, I mean, I could be considered a one party voter. And I know that's that to a lot of people seems, you know, like it's not deep enough. But for me, the the, the, the issue or not a one party, one issue voter. For me, the issue of of unborn babies lives right. is right. so near and dear to me that for myself, if I believe or if somebody feels that it's OK to harm a baby in the womb, if that's off with their moral compass, then what else is off with their moral compass? To me, that's a huge factor of who a person is. So when I found out that uh, Obama voted to uh, voted against babies receiving medical treatment that survived an abortion, and when I discovered that he voted for partial birth abortion, where babies are literally dismembered inside of their mother's wombs because they're so large they can't come out in one piece, I said, I don't care what color he is, he's not getting my vote. But, you know, you, you yeah. share that the Democrats have been the party of anti-God for a long time. They, they really could be considered the party of, of death, baby murder, because it's abortion anytime, anywhere, for any reason, up to the point of birth. And now some Democrats are even talking about after the point of birth inf infanticide. So it's been an honor to step in and <laughs> alongside you and help challenge, uh, help uh, champion this, this mission and this goal with you. How did that get so lost in the black community? Because I love what you said. You've always been a conservative. I think most in the black community in this country were raised with true conservative values, Christian values of faith, of honoring marriage, of honoring their their wives, of, of honoring their responsibilities, and of honoring God. And with this Black Lives Matter movement, it seems like it's completely the opposite. Where do you think the disconnect started, and, and why do you think that there's so many that have succumbed to this Black Lives Matter movement and don't even know really what it stands for. Well, and I, and I look forward to talking to more in depth about the Black Lives Matter. Uh, but in terms of how we got to where we are, again, uh, because I grew up in that community that I talked about, uh, my dad, by the way, I, I have to just kind of share it so people need to understand how tenacious, how proud, how how visionary this my, my parents' generation was. My dad came back from war, a very proud veteran. 100,000 black soldiers left this country during a time where they were not given the rights here, but they believed wow. in our country, believed in the Constitution, because they understood education. They, they knew that just a matter of time, they had faith that things would change if they, if they did their best. Uh, came back, could not finish, uh, could not get his postgraduate degree down in, in uh, Texas because of Jim Crow laws. 
And I ran across a box of letters when he passed away he had never shared with me, of rejection letters across the country, and it was all because of his race. He used that as motivation. That's what that, rate, that, that community did. So he went on and ended up getting the, the, his PhD at Ohio State, along with uh, my, uh, my uncle, got his PhD at Ohio State, had another uncle that was smarter than the, the both of them. Uh, and in 1962, I was, I was 12 years old at that time, uh, I, ran it, I, I, I had a chance to fly in his private plane. And the little twin prop. I mean, he wanted he wanted to be a pilot, uh, so he did something blacks and whites didn't do at that time. He was an engineer, and then his part time, he took mail from Wichita Falls, Texas, to Chicago, and I had a chance when I was 12 years old to experience that. So, what happened? We were beating the white supremacists. What we did know, because we didn't know our enemy, is we got snookered by the black elitists, those Marxists mm. or socialists who actually destroyed our community. They literally by this whole thing of us rushing out of our community as soon as, the, as soon as we had an opportunity to spend time in a white business or a white neighborhood, we were told that that was true success. And what was left was behind is a, comp, as a, as a community that, first of all, began to doubt this, themselves. I, I want to make this point. Think about how integration went. And again, I, I went to a white, I integrated a white high school and went to University of Miami. But the way it works is all in one way. We had the, one, of the, one of the greatest colleges across our country, but whites were not coming to black colleges or black schools. Uh, or, or, or black businesses, it was only mm. the other way. The wow. message behind that, if you think through that, is that we must be inferior and they must have something we don't, we don't have, we need to get. Wow. So we had the best of our race leave our, our community because of the NAACP, which started by Marxists, by the way, not by white, by white people, not black people. I won't get into that right now. But uh, at the end of the day, so we've been, we've been attacked for a long time. And I guess what we have to do is recognize the enemy is not a color, it's an ideology. So yes, we have to fight it. If you go back, and I'm, I'm, I'm encourage everyone, all the good people that are now following being, uh, the Black Lives Matter, it has nothing to do with Black Lives, guys. L always look at the seed. I believe in the, the law of seed harvest. What you plant is what you're gonna get. You plant good, you get good. You plant bad, you get bad. Yes. The, the civil rights days of Martin Luther King, it was a good seed, a Christian seed, one that's unified. That's why we had such a successful, respectful uh, and, and, and embracement for every color around the country, around the world. The Black Lives Matter was founded by three Marxists, three female Marxists. They not only hate the family unit, and all you have to do is Google it. What bothers me the most of all things is how lazy we've become to let somebody just put together a slogan and we just buy in big time. It has nothing to do with Black Lives. It has to do with the Marxism and destroying our culture. Not only do they hate uh, 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 they hate the capitalist system. They hate the family unit. They'll tell you the nuclear family yeah. is the worst thing they've ever seen. Um, they hate black babies. They will support, and we've lost 40% of our population through abortion. Imagine that. All those yeah. remarkably powerful, and what we, could, what we could be today if all those beautiful babies were allowed to live and grow and do what we're doing now. But no, they have eliminated that. They put, they sold some of them to read off the research. And as black people, we sit back and think it's okay because we're not totally different. So we have to understand it's the black elitists that's been our greatest uh, enemy because they've, they've trained us to think, just vote for them. I'm a black person. I'm just like you. I'm a Democrat. I'll take care of you. Meanwhile, they put everything in order so they become more and more miserable so that every four years, we will riot. We will destroy our own communities. We'll destroy our own businesses. And they sit up on their little pedestal, watching it, watching it HD, watching it big time in their basement, and knowing they're moving their they're moving their their power base more forward to get to get their vote. So one last thing, just recognize as you listen to these Democrats, 
always understand the theme behind their conversation, no matter whether it's this issue or that. It's time to get out and vote, guys. It's our time. Yes. It's all about get out to vote. And they will use the abuse discards every single time. And I'm so thankful that Black Americans are waking up. Matter of fact, the greatest president of President Obama was he was a lousy, is a lousy, lousy president. And because he was, people left there thinking, wait, what happened to hope and change? And thank goodness, because they're asking the question of what happened and why, we can now start having conversations about this is something they do, they have always done. They, they do not like our country, do not like our race. They'll use anybody to move their power and their prestige and their profitability ahead. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that one of the most powerful things that I took away from that, even though it was all very powerful, that the one thing that I think so many people need to understand is just because somebody shares the color of your skin or just because they're black or just because they're Hispanic, speaking on behalf of the, black, of the Hispanic community, just because they share the color of your skin does not mean they're your friend, does not mean they share your ideology and they could actually be your enemy intentionally trying to use you uh, for their own purposes, which is its own form of slavery. Yeah. Hey, Dave, think about this. We get it in our neighborhoods. We understand black criminality. Matter of fact, when 7,500 blacks are killed every year, we understand that all blacks are not good blacks. Only when it comes to politicians. <laughs> they have to convince us, well, listen, we're not the other guys. We are politicians. So we have your interests in mind, not ours. No, those are the worst kind. Those are the ones that I, 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 I think they're, they're social past and narcissists. They can look at you and say, I love you, and see the misery, they see the illiteracy, they see the murder, they see the abortion, and they could care less. Yeah, every they don't four care. years, they would turn, they would unleash evil upon our communities. And every two years, if they need to keep the house, these guys are unbelievably bad. So we need to understand that and get them out of, get, get them out of the deal. So what do you think will what do you think will transpire coming out of these riots? Hopefully these Democrat governors and mayors actually start to do their job and protect their cities and take over their city blocks. We're seeing it taking place in Seattle. We see in places places like Tennessee where they are there's a Republican governor there. He's like not in my state and he's sending out the That's police, right. the troopers are breaking down these autonomous zones. But coming out of this, what do you think we're going to see from the American people? All right. I love that question. Thanks so much. Uh, because I know my history, because I know who's in charge, this is going to be a, a very defining moment for us. I feel so optimistic about the American people because we just have, it's innate within our DNA to do the right things at the right time for the right reason. We love freedom, period. And just yes. think about this, uh, 2016, <clears throat> we know collectively, we, we had no, I, I really didn't know for sure about President Trump, Kennedy Trump, I was just hoping. I knew what I didn't want to do. America came together, we did the right thing. And guess what? We're now going to a second chapter. We're gonna come out of this, this whole thing. We need to win the house back. By the way, I'm running for, for Congress, BurgessFordUtah.com. It's between one and three, so it's a must-have seat across the country to get the house back. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have 18 to 19 new freshman Congress coming in. They're not elitists. They're not there to be a, a career politician. They're not, not there to, to, uh, to get a lobbyist job. They're there to replicate a president who shows what loving American leadership looks like. And I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna, to, as a group, and I'm, I'm going to call myself ourselves a SEAL team. We're going to do things that no Republican Congress has done before. We're going to make the people proud that we keep our word. We're going to go in there, we're going to deal with things like health care, Social Security, uh, our educational system, which will allow these, these colleges to turn themselves into little Marxist laboratories. Enough of that. If these colleges cannot give us a good product, we're going to take back their money. 
If they can't make it so that American people can, our kids grow up and give us the best scientists, the uh, technology, if they can't do that, we have to import people from elsewhere, we're gonna take our money back. One mm -hmm. thing about leftists, if you take their power and their money, they change. They, they cannot stand the, the lack of those two. So, so I'm saying this, this coming, we're gonna win back the House, we put more spine into the Senate, we're going to give our president a chance to really do his thing without his hands tied behind the back. And I tell you, gang, you're going to see America in a way that we've never seen it before. We're going to grow. It's going to be a renaissance because the, because the, 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 the poverty will begin to decrease. The harmony will come together. That's what we the people do. We bring people with us, and that middle class is going to just explode. When you see that middle class take off the way it should be, you're going to find the greatest place for people to come to, and they, and they will be willing to pay the price to join us, not sneak in, not do it in a, in, a, uh, in, in a way they just come here and, and, and ask for stuff they don't earn. People will want to be here because they want to experience this American dream that we put together in the four years. So get ready for it, guys. Get out, get out and vote. But vote yes. against the evil, all right? Let's make this happen, all right? We, we need to make it happen. Do you have time for one more question? Absolutely, absolutely, Dave, for sure. So this could wind up being a soundbite in and of itself, but Burgess Owens... Uh, American hero, American uh, family man, godly man, um, and now getting into Congress, uh, running for uh, your con congressional seat in the 4th District of, uh, of Utah. How can you, as a black American, support Donald Trump and his policies? The best way I can do, because, and here's, here's what's, what's nice about it, what's easy about it. We have a president who understands our Constitution. He understands our, our rights. I am loyal to anyone who prioritizes God, country, family, and America first. It's easy. We just do what we need to do. We will finally come together and find solutions for we the people that we will not have to give away our rights to a party that can care less about us. So I'm, I'm going to be vocal. I'm going to be bold. I was taught as a 16-year-old when I was integrating this, this all-white high school, four of us, and my dad told me how to deal with bullies. He says, Bergie, what you do when you get the football, you run at him as fast as you can and hit as hard as you can. I want to say this, we're, we're going to do that. And all those people who understand athletics, we're going to come together as a people and we're going to run at these socialist Marxists, uh, those who hate our country, we're going to hit them as hard as we can. And, and, and I tell you, in that process, either they will, they will comply or they'll change their tune. Either way, these people are cowards and bullies. They don't like pain. So let's just make, make them hurt. Let's, let's drive them nuts by getting our freedom back and saying we're not going to let you continue to use us the way you have in the past. And what would you say specifically the, the, would be a reason for anybody in the black community to support this president? Well, because black Americans want the same thing as white Americans do. All Americans, we want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We want to know we can dream big in a safety of our community. We know that we can raise our kids and truly know that our legacy will be the name we give them. We all want the same thing. So the idea of black policies and white policies it's the same message, the American message, the American policies. What the president has done by having the lowest unemployment in, in history for blacks, Hispanics, Asians, uh, uh, women, uh, uh, teens, veterans, and the highest percentage, 400% increase in black business ownership. That speaks it all. So I would say this to black Americans, let's live the American dream together, guys. Let's not, yes. let's not be the hopeless, hapless, and angry people that the left wants us to be. Let's understand as Americans, we're always dream big. We're the ones that will over, um, overcome. We love underdogs and we want to pull those guys with us. We do that and we embrace this big, big, fat, big, verbose middle class 
join us. Let's make this country the greatest thing that I've ever seen in the history of uh, mankind. And uh, I tell you, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll enjoy the process, and we'll be a more unified country than ever before in the next four years. Count it done. Well, I share that sentiment. I, sh I share that on my show. I say it on my show all the time. I truly believe that we are going to come out of all of this division with more clarity on why we are who we are as Americans, more love for our Constitution, and I think more unity than ever. I truly believe that the Democrats and the liberal left are exposing themselves. They're exposing that they exactly. truly don't care, as you said, about us, about our lives, about our livelihoods or our businesses. They're allowing these, these rioters and looters to just uh, carry out their criminal activities at will, leaving um, good Americans in the wake of destruction. Uh, meanwhile, we've got a president that's been putting us first and, uh, and has continued to champion all causes. And I love what you said. Uh, the white community, I think, wants the same thing that the black community wants, which is the same thing the Hispanic community wants, which is the same thing we all want. We want exactly. good jobs. We want good opportunities. We want safety. We want, we want security. We want to stop being sold down the road to other countries. We want a president and an, an administration, a Senate and a House that puts Americans first and keeps opportunities flourishing. And that's what we've been getting under this current administration. So uh, I hope and believe and pray, but I ultimately believe we will get four more years of this president. We will. And I'll tell you, uh, to, to the point just made, we're going to start having conversations with our Democratic friends who are business owners realize that they were thrown under the bus. We're going to have friends with our, our black uh, business owners in the urban communities that were thrown under the bus. And we're going to say, you know what, guys, we can all say the same thing. We need to make sure we, we vote for those who are fighting for us, not for those who are trying to use our misery as a political strategy. So I'm excited about where we are, Dave, to be honest with you. I'm excited about young people like yourself. I can't say that strong enough because we need to have courage. And, and, and you guys are saying, you know what, the old days of shaming us and saying, you know what, if you don't think this, I'm going to call you that. Those days are done. It's over. <laughs> and I'm so glad to see it. And a matter of fact, yeah. I'm going to Philadelphia on Wednesday. I decided I'm going to wear my MAGA hat there and back. <laughs> so if nice. anybody is wondering where I stand, you will see. And I don't, and I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't normally like to stand out like this, but I will do it for, for, this, for this time, this cause. The MAGA hat will be going on on this trip for sure. So well, make sure going, you get guys, some. Uh, we can make this happen. Make sure you get some good video of that Burgess. I've had a habit of wearing my MAGA hat when I travel, mm -hmm. and uh, you you probably travel more than I do. Mm -hmm. I always get bumped up to first class, and I love seeing everybody <laughs> walk by me when I'm sitting in first class with my MAGA hat on. And then when they're all behind me, I'll turn that MAGA hat around so they got a reminder all the way <laughs> on their flight that black Trump supporters well, I, do exist. And I, and I love and hope that they I, ask me why, because I love to tell them exactly why I love and support this president. And uh, I've planted a lot of seeds in doing so. So hopefully you, uh, you you got your hat, you can wear it in your airplane, but take videos of that, Burgess, send it to me. I'll post it on my we'll socials as well. Cut it. Hey, I'm, just, I'm, I'm proud to be on the same team with you, buddy. We're gonna make this thing happen. Our country's coming together like never before. And uh, let's just keep it going. Those who, who don't have quite, they're not quite that bold, just go ahead and vote the right way. It still counts. Let us be yes. bold. You go ahead and just vote. We'll be okay. Bring our country back. And tell you guys, we have a great four years ahead of us. Just watch it as we drive the left nuts as they lose their power. Drive them absolutely well, nuts. And by the way, we'll, we'll send us some, some of them to jail now, too, which is going to be a cool thing to see. So it's going to be nice. This whole next four years will be a pretty cool thing, for sure. I agree. I agree. Well, Burgess for Congress is where you got to go to go check him out. Give him support. Pray for him. If you know anybody in Utah, especially in the 4th District, make sure you share this podcast with them specifically, but spread this podcast all over the place. And Burgess, are you going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma for Trump's rally? You know, I'm not. But this, how, how appropriate that's going to be, how cool that is, 
because for those who don't understand Tulsa, it was a remarkably most affluent place in the history in, in our country. 60 millionaires, three of them their own plane, bus system, you name it, they had it all. It was destroyed within 12 hours by the Democratic KKK. Yep. So the white don't let the white mob thing get get to you. It was a Democratic KKK, and so it's nice that he can go there where we bring this economy back and say this is what this is what the black community was. We're going to bring it back again. And uh, and I tell you, June June third uh, Juneteenth is another great. It's back so close to that. Uh, it's all about American freedom, and the black community can finally say, you know, we have a we have a champion finally who will get us there and truly let us be free to experience American dreams. So get ready for some good things. Unfortunately, I won't be there. Are you going to be able to make it? By the way, are you thinking about going through or? I will be there. No? Yes, yes, oh, I will be man. there. Okay, well, good for you. <laughs> good, good for you. Well, Burgess, any final words you'd like to uh, you'd like to add? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a phrase that uh, Al Davis made famous. For those uh, young people, I don't know, Dave, you might not remember, the, the Raiders used to win football games in the old days, believe it or not. There was a time. <laughs> I remember. Uh, but they, he left something because the Raiders was a, a place of second chances. Guys who was a motley crew that couldn't make it anyplace else that came here. And, and Al's theme was very simply this, just win, baby. I don't care what the excuses are, all the obstacles, just win, baby. We're a country that just wins. So get ready for a great one. I can't wait to share that with Americans out there. The next four years, guys, when we get through this process, we're going to truly see what the American dream looks like. So let's, let's make it happen, okay? Get out and vote, for sure. Absolutely, Burgess. Absolutely love it. I'll have an, uh, I'll have, uh, uh, an awesome time sharing my dad. My dad was born and bred a Raider. I mean, he, he, I grew up watching the Raiders. <laughs> and uh, so Al Davis, okay. I know exactly. I'll just win, baby, all of that stuff. He's going to be thrilled I got to have yeah. you on the show. So, Burgess, thank Great. you so much for joining me today. Make sure you get to Burgess's website, Burgess, the number four, Utah.com. And where can they find you on social media? Is it Burgess Owens? Yes, Burgess Owens, but go to Burgess before Utah. All my stuff is there. Every bit of link you can find to catch up with me, you can find it at the same place. So go there, check out the videos. And uh, and then for those who are not in my district, donate, donate. It's all about, again, make this uh, make so we can compete, get the house back, and our entire country wins. All right? So yes. let's get that done. Everybody watching or listening by podcast, chip in $20. Chip into twenty dollars to Burgess for Utah.com. Help Burgess. And if you can do more, do more. Do fifty, do hundred, do whatever you can. But I'm asking every single person on here to do something. Do what you can. We need individuals like Burgess that know exactly what is going on representing us in Congress. Uh, he is uh, he is definitely hope, truth, and light that we all need. So Burgess, God bless you, my brother. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. I'm sure we'll be talking soon, and I'd love to have you on again um, uh, down the road a little bit. As often as possible, and I'll see you in Jacksonville. I'm sure you'll be there, right? I'm hoping. Yes. If you are, we'll see each other. We'll, all right. Count it done. We'll make it happen, buddy. For sure. Looking forward to it. All, all right. right. Sounds good, Burgess. God bless you. Thank you so much. Right. Take care, Dave. You take care, buddy. Thank you. So, friends, there you have it. Okay. Those are exactly the kind of individuals that we need, that we want, that we hope are going to represent us in Congress. Burgess Owens knows his facts. He knows the history, and he knows exactly what the liberal left is trying to do to us. Please share this podcast. Send it around to 10, 15, 20 of your friends. People need to hear what Burgess is doing. They need to understand that there's a lot of individuals out here that know what's going on behind the scenes, and you can't just trust somebody because of the color of their skin. Isn't that kind of, in fact, uh, reverse racism, trying to trust someone just because of the color of their skin? 
I think that was a beautiful point that Burgess made. So please share that, share and spread the word. And thank you all so, so much for your support. My sponsors for today's show, my wife and I's own small business, uncorkedliving.com. That's uncorkedliving.com. We've got five amazing health and wellness supplements that I take every single day. Something to give you increased energy, give you mental clarity, uh, help you lose weight, help you detox and cleanse the system and a revive whole food plant-based multi-mineral multivitamin supplement that everybody over 40 should be taking. So uncorkedliving.com, use the code David. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you all again soon. Bye-bye.